Hello, welcome back to the JDA podcast. On this episode, we have got Manchester City. Should Harry Maguire have been sent off? Timo Werner coming out and saying stuff about Liverpool and will he join or not? Sterling saying stuff about will he leave? And we're going to bring Europa League and Champions League roundup for you in this episode. Right, this is going to be a bit different this week. We're going to do it on a phone call. I'm not on the phone, but Alex and Joe are. So we're going to start off with the roundup this week. Alex is going to go through the first game. Alex, what have you got for us first? Uh, so we're going for Europa League first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first game we're going to go through is going to be Atletico Madrid and Liverpool. Uh, it did end 1-0 to Atletico Madrid after a very resilient performance from a very defensive uh, Atletico side. They had seven shots to Liverpool's eight, but Liverpool did have zero shots on target, which is a bit not up to Liverpool's normal character. That's really poor for Liverpool. Yeah, would you say... I he- 73% possession Liverpool. I heard something yeah. about Trent Alexander-Arnold losing the ball a lot of times in that match. Uh, was it, did you see that, any of that? Uh, yeah. Um, I noticed he wasn't really on his game that much. Yeah. I don't think. Um, what's the next game that you've got for us? Uh, so we're going to also go through the Tottenham-RB Leipzig game. A very controversial one. Uh, Tottenham not on the best of forms lately and... They did lose uh, 1-0 to RB Leipzig thanks to a 58th minute Timo Werner penalty. Uh, um, it looked like... What, what, what a penalty that was, though. Yeah, that was a brilliant he slotted that home very nice. He did. Very calculated. Um, uh, it was a very dominant performance from RB Leipzig with 16 shots to uh, Tottenham's 12. Uh, nearly 60% possession as well, so... Yeah, very dominant dominant performance from Leipzig. Could you see Leipzig, Leipzig winning this? Like the best team throughout. Yeah, they did. Could you see Leipzig winning this tie? Um, it all depends what what type of atmosphere they bring to the home leg. I think because we saw it last time with Tottenham getting into the final when they beat Ajax three two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can only really see Leipzig getting through in this one with no Kane or Son. Yeah. Leading the line, though. Uh, now we're going to go on to the Atlanta-Valencia game. It was a 4-1 uh, game, playing at the San Siro. I'm not sure why they were playing there, but uh, they were, Atlanta won 4-0 against Valencia, with Illich getting one, Fruler, I think it is, and Haitbora getting two, uh, and Sheroshev getting one for Valencia. Uh, looks a quite a good game. Apparently, Atlanta scored a few good goals, and they're meant to be looking good. I reckon they're going to go to through to the quarters unless Valencia pulls something off. Do you think so? Yeah, they look like a really strong team. Um, I think it was Fruller, their younger younger player, one of their younger players. Uh, it was very calculating. It, it was like a young Hurricane. It was very, uh, it was a very good performance from him particularly. And I think two, three of their goals were from younger players. Yeah. And that, that was really nice to see. It was a very good game, though. Uh, we're going to give our predictions now, sort of, um, for the next week of the Champions League fixtures. So, firstly, it's Chelsea versus Bayern Munich at Stamford Bridge. What are your score predictions for this, lads? I'm probably going to go one all. Uh, I know Bayern Munich have... Well, they destroyed Tottenham earlier in the season. But I think Chelsea have had quite a good season with Frank Lampard so far, so I think one all would be quite a good result for both of them, but probably better for Bayern Munich to take back to the home leg. What about you, Joe? Um, I could see it going either way, but I reckon it'll be 2-1. Uh, I, I couldn't say who to, though, because they, they've both had their flashes of brilliance. Yeah, I'm going to say... I mean, Leipzig are carrying, are catching up to Bayern Munich at the moment with, I think, the one point behind in the Bundesliga. So it doesn't look good for them at the moment. Uh, I think Chelsea will win this one, at least 2-0. And then, I'm not sure about the second leg. We'll discuss that uh, when it comes to the time, but yeah, 2-0. The next game is going to be Napoli versus Barcelona next Tuesday. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, I slaughter. By how much, Joe? Uh... 3-0. 3-0. Easy. 
Oh, to Barca or Napoli? Um, Barca, obviously. <laughs> what about you, uh, Alex? I think I think um, Barca are going to win both legs, but I think I think it's going to be one nil in the first leg. Uh, Napoli at home because they always bring quite a good atmosphere. They beat Liverpool last year in the Champions League group stage. So yeah, I think it'll be quite a good performance from Napoli, but I think. Uh, Barcelona, uh, just edge it. I wouldn't be surprised if Napoli win at least 2-1 and then Barcelona go and win in the second leg because that's something that they would do. I mean, if it was the other way around, we've seen in past years against Liverpool and Roma, Barcelona have always had the second leg away and they've struggled really much. Um, so, yeah, I think Barcelona win this one. About like, uh, Well, in the second leg, I think they'll win. But the first leg, 2-1 Napoli, I think. Next game is going to be Leon versus Juventus. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I can't see anything other than a Juventus win. By how much? Uh, at least two now. Do you reckon Ronaldo will get on the score sheet? I reckon he will, but it's hard to say. He can be. It seems like he's always either prominent, like the only person on the pitch. Or he just kind of hangs back a bit. And I think we saw that in the World Cup. Yeah, I think the Juventus team... Um, I wouldn't say they've not all come together with Ronaldo, but I just don't think it's he's been as good as he was at, Ronaldo, uh, at sorry uh, Real Madrid. Would no, you say the same, Alex? Alex? Uh, yeah, I've, he's been on very good form lately. I think he's got, like, is it nine games in a row? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure that that's yeah. coming from you. But uh, I don't think he's been that... He's not been that standout for Juventus in the Champions League lately, so uh, I think Juventus will probably get a draw out of that one. What about you, Joe? Score prediction? Uh, I think I already said, but 2-0 to Juventus. Alex, you said a draw. Will that be 2-0 uh, or 1-0? Or? Yeah, I think it'll be 1-0. Uh, and I think Ronaldo will probably score again, yeah. I reckon Leon will get an early goal and then Juventus will grab one in the middle of the game, I would reckon. So one all for me as well. Uh, the next game, and this is going to be a very interesting match. Uh, we'll come on to City later, but it's Real Madrid versus City at the Bernabeu. Everything that's been going around at City at the moment, does this have a big thing that City need to go and win this Champions League to prove a point? I think... Um, um, no, you go on. Uh, seeing as they're not going to get Champions League for maybe two seasons depending on what if their appeal goes through uh, to UEFA or not but yeah seeing as they're not going to play Champions League for the next two seasons I think they have to go all out with the Champions League this season because if they don't uh, win it this season then they're not going to win it for at least five years I don't think Um, but Real Madrid are having a very good season so Score? I think it'll end 2-1 City. Ooh. What about you, Joe? I think City have to win it to prove their point. Just to just to put in one final stand to show that they should be there amongst any, everyone else because they won't have an, much of an impact among the global scene. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be a 2-1 victory to City, yeah. Um, I, I reckon... About I don't know two one but Real Madrid with at the Bernabeu with all the atmosphere that'll be rocking. So I reckon it'll be a one nil Real Madrid and then City. I don't know if they'll win it going back, but yeah, we'll come on to City later. But okay, so another um, phenomenal game here. It was uh, Dortmund and PSG. Um, uh, Halland is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Halland. Yeah. Yeah, Halland. Scored two beautiful goals. Second one was particularly amazing. Swooped in to well, not quite the um, the right hand corner, but I'm not sh- I'm not sure exactly how he made it. It was a really really good goal. Um, Neymar did manage to get one back for PSG um, in between Dortmund's goals, but uh, yeah, it was a very close game. Could have seen it going either way, but Dortmund. They were more composed. They might not have had as much possession as PSG, but they seemed a lot more clinical. And um, it just like 
the better team. Uh, they really had well the most men supporting the ball, and I think that really paid off this game. Yeah, uh, I was um, I watched the highlights, and Haaland. I think it was as soon as Neymar scored, Haaland went and scored straight away, and what a goal it was! Yeah, it seemed it seemed like a revenge shot, definitely, and it was it was a brilliant finish. Alex, what did you think about this match in, as a total of a game? Yeah, it was, it was a very good result for, I think, I think both teams, because I think it's definitely recoverable for PSG if they can just get one goal and hold out that win, they'll go through. But it's also a very good result for Dortmund if they also want to hold the next game at, is it the Parc de France? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, Haaland is is going to be amazing in the future. If he can keep up this goal-scoring record, I think he's got, is it? 10-6 now for Dortmund. It's something ridiculous. I know he scored a debut, I think it was against um, Salzburg, I think. on Not Salzburg, Augsburg, uh, on his debut. He got a hat-trick, so he's already made to be like a good star in the football world, would you not say? Yeah, he's definitely made an impact to Dortmund with the front three. I think Sancho, Hazard and Haaland in the future, all three good young players. I think in the future, if they can keep hold of all three of them, they'll just be a force to be reckoned with. How how far do you reckon Dortmund are going to go this season? Uh, I think definitely the last day. I think they'll make it out of this PSG draw, but I think they'll probably get someone like Liverpool in the next round and maybe edge out, or they can just do as much as they can. So what, yeah. What would you say, Joe? Would you say... That uh, Dortmund could reach semi-final, quarter-finals. What? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. I do think they could make the semis, but um, it depends on the draw, really. If they get Liverpool or, well, Liverpool or City, you could say. Yeah, I don't know about City, um, but yeah, if they get a challenging team, then they could be going out because I think. Their team outclasses PSG's at the moment, just because PSG um, they've got they've got an amazing squad, but I don't think it shows in international competitions because of the lack of competition in their league. And um, I really think that allows other teams to outclass them in international club international uh, waters. Yeah. Um- would you say uh, Neymar hit the bar? So we could be talking about a totally different game here. I think it was in like near to the last minutes, and then yeah. as the whistle goes, all the PSG players go um, to the fans, and then you see Mbappe go off really annoyed, and then you also see Neymar just with the Dortmund players. So what do you think about that? Do you think they're too big for the club? Well, they were appealing for a foul, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, oh, that, yeah. That could be what Mbappe was angry about, but Neymar and Mbappe—they're um, definitely. I don't think Neymar could have been um, a far more uh, important player in football in general. But I, I think he's in the wrong team at PSG, and the same with Mbappe. Mbappe could be the best in the world right now, but he, I don't think he shows that at PSG because he's. Um, He's in the wrong league. Alex, what would you what would you say? Uh, yeah, I think Neymar could be a brilliant player if he just stepped up his attitude. Same with Mbappe. I think if they can go on and dominate the French league and then hopefully dominate the uh, the Champions League as well. I think they they don't get enough recognition because the team behind them is adapted for the French League it's not adapted for the Champions League and I think that's why they don't really go far uh, very often in the Champions League yeah Cristiano Ronaldo's come out this week and said uh, Mbappe's a fa- fantastic player very fast and Mbappe is present and future uh, that's high praise from Ronaldo would you not say yeah very high praise and for someone like him to say it with who's put that much work in to become such a good player I think um, it's just a matter of time before Mbappe really shows how good he is. I think can only do that by a move to either one of the big Premier League clubs or 
maybe Spain. Joe. Oh, it's me. Um, yeah, so in the Europa League, there was um, Arsenal and Olympiacos with a very... It was a very even game. It could have gone either way. It was a very... It was a show of... There was a lot of passing. A lot, I thought Olympiacos were personally the better team just because of the way they played. I think they played phenomenal football. But... Um, Arsenal did end up victorious on this one with a beautiful uh, assist from Saka and finished off by Lacazette. Uh, Lacazette, for me, he didn't have the greatest of games. He seemed to miss more than he actually put anything on target, but um, that's just my opinion. He, he did score, so I, I can't really, I can't really doubt him for that. But it was a very good game. I'm just looking at the stats at the moment, and it's the shots were very similar, but they didn't. Um, so it was 12 from Arsenal and 11 from Olympiacos. Uh, shots on target were two for Olympiacos and three. These sides, would you say these sides need to be a bit more clinical in the shooting? Yeah, there were balls flying all over the place. It, none of the finishing was clinical, but um, the passing, especially from Olympiacos, was. Uh, just amazing. I really liked the way that both teams played this game. I was watching the analysis after the game yesterday, and Robin van Persie said Saka's pass was amazing. I watched the highlights as well, and the vision, I don't know how he's, because he's put his head up, or he had it down and then just crossed it in, and it's almost like he knew where Lacazette would have gone to. And would you say that strikers in the modern game want you to put the pass in front of them so you can chase onto it? So they want to know they want to, so you're commanding them really to say I want the ball in this place. Would you say that's needed in the modern game? Yeah, I think um, I think strikers. All right, and um, we've seen with Harry Kane. He's probably one of the well, he is one of the best strikers in the world right now, and he he's an absolute poacher. He's always in the right position. Yeah, um, but Alex. What were your thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, it was... I thought um, Olympiacos played very well considering how like how much money they've spent. I know Arsenal have spent a lot on attackers and playing football like that and having balls in the box like, like Saka all game. I think the amount of money they've spent on attackers, I think they should be scoring at least three. And you say? You cut out a bit, but now they have some work to do when they go back. Alright, uh, mm? it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, the next game we're going to be moving to onto is Wolves, and Alex has got the stats and whatnot to go with it. And a cracking goal in this one, let me just say. Crack, yes, yeah, a, a very dominant performance from Wolves um, against, I think, quite a lacklustre Olympiacos side. Uh, Diego Jota getting on the score sheet in the 15th minute. Was it Olympiacos? Was it not Espanol? Just saying, sorry. Did I say Olympiacos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they dominated at Molyneux Wolves, did, um, with Diego Jota getting a hat-trick, and then Ruben Neves with, I think, it, could he get close to winning the postcast this year? If that doesn't win the postcast, I don't know what else does, because that goal, I mean, the control that he had on his chest there, and then he didn't even look at the goal, he just knew where he was going to put it. And that was outside the box as well. It was absolutely mad. Yeah, it, it was an outstanding goal. Um, I think it's, it's something special is going to have to happen if that doesn't win the postcast. But yeah, very, very dominant performance from Wolves. And I think they can just relax going into the away leg now, having that much an advantage. Do you reckon Neves' goal overshadowed Jota's hat-trick? Because Jota doesn't get many hat-tricks. In the Premier League, especially. Yeah, I think it it was such a good goal that it kind of yeah it definitely overshadowed Diego Jota's hat trick. I think he was yeah he was definitely the best player on the pitch, uh, and I didn't really see Neves doing much other than that goal. But because he scored it, I think uh, Jota's hat trick won't be um, yeah like put into perspective by as many people. Uh, but I think that's one of the best performances I've seen in the Europa League for a while. And, yeah, such a young squad, I think Wolves will go far in their competition. Um, 
Continuing with the Europa League, we're now going to move on to Manchester United versus Club Bruges. So, the first 15 minutes, Bruges looked like they were going to score about three, but they only got the one, and I think it was from Dennis. Um, and it was a really good goal. Oh, it was Bonaventura, Chore, not the one who plays for, I think it's AC, yeah. Uh, and then in the 36th minute, United, around the 25-minute mark, started to come back into the game. And Martial got a really good goal, three touches, and then boom, it was in the bottom right. Um, but I expect a bit more, because we shouldn't be drawing to sides like Club Bruges. I know we got the vital away goal, but we need to start doing better. From an outsider's point of view from United which say that we need to be doing a bit better in these sort of games because they did part the bus sometimes they were putting six men behind the ball Bruges would you say that um, we need to start doing better at breaking those teams down yeah, yeah I think like you go on uh, lots of the big teams at the moment they spend so much money but I think to break down uh, teams like Club Bruges who play like really really defensive uh, nearly every player on the pitch behind the ball at all times I think I think money doesn't doesn't break that down I think you need, need better coaching staff to be honest like you've seen it with Liverpool they didn't beat um, Atletico uh, on Tuesday was it yeah Tuesday. they didn't beat them because they didn't they don't know how to play against teams that just defend and sometimes I think it works but I think only the top top teams can play against that sort of that sort of style. What about you, Joe? Yes, it seems like you absolutely dominated them, but obviously they were parking the bus. Um, yeah, you had a lot of shots, and uh, you well, they were you had the same amount on target as they did, and I think that's shocking from a team. Well, that used to be in competition for the top three position, for the top four in uh, the Premiership. Yeah. I just, I can't see, what gets I can't me see is, you winning yeah. at the moment anyway. What gets me is, we brought Bruno Fernandes to break these sort of teams down, and Oli doesn't start him, and he starts Pereira because he thinks he can do the same job. Would you say that's a bit of an error by Oli right there? Yeah, the um, the amount of effort you put into securing a Fernandez deal, and to have him not even started, that I think that's ridiculous. I I think he should have been on that team definitely. Yeah, I think Oli thinks if he wins one game with a certain formation, playing the three five two, I think it was, that he can go and do it again. But Bruges were a total different side to Liverpool. Would you not say? Uh, sorry, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go on. No, you. Go on. Um, I think the quality that Chelsea had, I don't think they could afford to to park the bus. Uh, and just because it works against one team, I don't think it'll work against another. I think you. I think you played quite defensively against that Chelsea team, and it, it paid off. But to to play defensively against another defensive team, I don't think it's a very good idea. And with the the quality that uh, Bruges have up front with all the pace and stuff, I think um, you couldn't really deal with that. So yeah. I think Oli needs to learn how to adapt his style of play more, depending on how the other team are likely to play against them. Yeah. Um, the next game that we're going to move on to is Rangers versus Braga. This was an absolute cracker of a match. 2-0 up Braga in, on inside 59 minutes and then in the 67th minute Hadji gets a goal and then Ar- Aribo I think it is called in the 75th minute gets one and Hadji gets one in the 82 minute which is a 15 minute getting of three goals this was an electric match was it not Alex? Yeah I was I was watching it live and I was just like um, yes Rangers were just in the first half, I thought their defence was absolutely terrible. I think Braga played very well in the first half and uh, the start of the second half. But bringing on uh, young players like Aribo, I think it, it just changed the game. He was running at the defenders, uh, got his goal a bit uh, a bit scrappy. But yeah, it definitely made a difference for Celtic. And 
if they can sign Haggy on a permanent deal. Rangers. The quality that he's got, yeah. Uh, then, I don't know. I'm not sure. I said Rangers. Oh, right, okay. I think. Uh, yeah, what are you saying? Sorry. He could really go forward with with uh, Rangers, yeah. Do you reckon um, Scottish football because Celtic Hello? drew one all? Uh, Celtic drew one all against Copenhagen in midweek uh, in the same day. Uh, do you reckon Scottish football has taken the better turn for U- Europe's competitions now? I think they've kind of been overshadowed in the Champions League because of the quality that is in the Champions League. But I think the Europa League's more their their sort of competition because it's not the the top class teams like your Barcelona and your Real Madrid's, it's the Braga's, and if if they if they can beat teams like Braga, then they could probably go very far and get like possibly more interest from clubs around the world. And yeah, well, Braga were, were in the Champions League, weren't they? Yeah. So um, that's good. Good win for them so, for Rangers. Yeah, the Braga are a very good team, uh, but I think. To go into the second leg, just uh, conceding two away goals and um, just being up by one goal, I think uh, Stephen Gerrard would have preferred probably not to have conceded two, but yeah, a very good result for Rangers. Uh, was it the weekend? Yeah, it was at the weekend, I think. Uh, Chelsea. It was on Monday, sorry. United at Stamford Bridge. Oh yeah, uh, it was on Monday and it ended... 2-0 to Manchester United um, after Chelsea got two goals disallowed by VAR um, with Martial and Maguire both getting the goals but um, very controversially uh, Maguire was on the pitch for the whole 92 minutes uh, what do you think? Well at first I thought that I thought it was a red card to be fair but then Harry Maguire has come out in his interview and said, I thought he was going to fall on me. Uh, I don't know, in Harry Maguire's yeah. position, would you think that he was, Batshuayi was going to fall on you? Um, if he fell on you, that could have been something in your favour. I don't think he had any excuse to leave his foot up like that. It definitely looked deliberately placed because if you look where it was, he did stick his boot directly into his groin. Yeah, it was like a kick out, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it looked like he was trying to kick him. Um, I think the first foot was excusable because it, it went up first as he was falling and that could be used to ward him off. But the second foot was just unneeded and I, I think that would have been a red, definitely. Yeah. Alex, what did you think? Do you reckon he was trying to protect uh, himself? I think I think if Batshuayi was going to fall on you, wouldn't you just move out of the way not? Just put your feet up. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I think it's a bit... It's a, it's a good excuse if you're going to make one, but I don't think there's any excuse for doing that. I think we saw it with Son earlier on in the season, got sent off for doing the exact same thing. So, would you say in my it's, opinion, it should have been sent off. Would you say it's down to the referee and their point of view? Because the referee was different for this match uh, at United than the Tottenham one. So would you say it's down to that and what they think? Um, well, I've, surely you should have seen seen the uh, the Son incident and like just in general and just seen it on the highlights or something and realised that what he was looking at was the exact same thing, if not worse. And I think the, the thing is with, with red cards, it's purposely harming the opponent. And I think if you're going to do something like that, that, that I think that it was definitely permit, um, purposefully harming him. I think there's there's no point to it, there's, and there's no reason not to give it a red card, and I don't see how they didn't give it. Joe, what do you think about the different referees? Do you reckon that has an impact on the decision? At the end of the day, it is the ref's decision, but um, especially looking at Son, um, I think... Yeah, I think he should have been sent off. I think that is a definite mistake on the referee's part. And I know you're a United fan, but I don't see how you'd be able to disagree with that. 
Yeah, no, I I can't really see where Maguire's coming from. It just looks like worse that it's coming because it looks like a kick out, doesn't it? It doesn't look like it definitely he's, looks because like you can see Batshuayi is trying to like slow him down, self down, and then Maguire just comes out and then, but Batshuayi just didn't look like he was gonna fall. That's what I think. No, he was just running. He, he did have a little bit of a stumble, but it was just his momentum carrying him forward. Staying with the VAR controversial, Arsene Wenger's come out this um, season, uh, not season, sorry, this week and said um, he'd changed the offside law. So this is what he said. Um, you will not be offside if any part of your body that can score a goal is in line with the last defender, even if other parts of the body's, attacker's body are in front. Now, I've sent you a picture, and what do you think about this? Because... This would be the changes about Arsene Wenger's offside rule. It's a picture of Harry Kane, and I think it was against the... I'm not sure if it was West Ham or not, uh, but he was offside. But would you agree with Arsene Wenger? Would you say this is the right way that it should be done or not? No, I don't. Definitely not. Because um, I think if you're going to score a goal and you're offside, I think you're offside and that's it. I know some people don't agree with the like all the VAR stuff and how it's like not offside or offside. I think if it's clearly uh, offside, I think just give it offside. But if you're going to give someone like that not offside, then I, I know you can like you can take more tu- more than one touches to score a goal. Like he, I know it says like or yeah, it would have been ruled as onside because he scored the goal with his with his left foot, but. He might have used his right foot to take it around the goalkeeper and then score. So, if his foot's offside, then why isn't he offside as well, sir? What would you say, Joe? A bit Jeff? weird. Um, I really don't agree with the way that offside has been handled at all. I think they're going the wrong way about it. I reckon the rule should be that it's the main mass of the uh, attacker that's considered offside. So, if the majority of his body is offside then he should be ruled offside. And I I think that should be a final call given back to the ref. I don't think... Because VAR at the moment is giving toes offside. And that's ridiculous. It shouldn't be like that. But I don't... It's also a horrible decision if it's like... If, say your... If your left foot is just slightly on and you scold your left foot, then it's just bad. Yeah, it's hard to explain. But um, yeah, I I think that VAR shouldn't be used for offside. Personally, I think it should be used for penalties, red cards. Um, if any players have, like I don't know done something wrong, like the Maguire thing. Um, but I don't think it should be used for VAR because I, it's always been from the linesman's point of view, and with VAR, you might as well not have a linesman, would you, if you're doing it for offside? No, if you're doing it for offside, you might as well do it for um, throw-ins and stuff as well. Uh, it's just taking another job off the linesman, and they're not really there for anything anymore. But yeah. Um, would I think that VAR, well, not VAR, the offside rule, sorry, I think it should be done by the foot, like because no other part of the body... You you're most likely gonna score with your foot, aren't you? I know you can score with your head, but with with your foot, I think it should be that where the line goes. Would you not say? I, I think the decision should be to the ref or the linesman, and um, that might make it less accurate. But it doesn't have to be super accurate. I think something like your hand being offside that should be let slide, and if the majority of your body is offside and it's your foot that's on, then it's stupid. I think the moment one foot's offside, that's a a yard you have on the defenders, so that should easily be offside, and that decision should be going to the linesman or the ref. Alex, would you say that uh, offside should be done by the foot now? I think it's always been done by the foot, but... Yeah, I think... it's a hard one because you can you can score a goal with any part of your body, but it's it's most likely going to be your foot. Um, I don't really get the reason 
VAR look at offside, defi- uh, offside decisions if it's not clear and obvious? Because I know that's the rule. They, they do it anyway. Like, what's the point of having a linesman if every decision they make is going to be checked by VAR? Now we're going to talk about the injuries that have been happening recently. Uh, it's been announced today that Jordan Henderson's been ruled out with a hamstring injury for three weeks. Um, also, Human Son has broken his arm and will be out for a number of weeks. It's not been officially said yet. Um, but do you see this as being a damaging part for Liverpool in that midfield, or do you reckon they could replace it with Wijnaldum? Because at the moment, it's Fabinho, Henderson, and you could say Chamberlain around at the moment, would you say? Okay, sir. They have, they have a, a lot of backup, a lot of quality quality players to fill Henderson's position, but people were talking about him being one of the one of the best players in the Premier League this season. But but what's he done is he's played in midfield with with quality players. He's yeah, he started ahead of the likes of Wijnaldum and Oxley Chamberlain and Fabinho and stuff, but he scored a few goals and he, he's not really done much else, so I don't see why uh, everyone's hyping him up so much. Yeah, I would, um, I would agree with you on that because he's mo- he's not really an attacking player. He's not really a defensive player. He's he's in the middle, and I just don't. I see that he's a captain and he's doing very well at leading Liverpool at the moment. But his qualities is apart from his passing and shooting and driving the team forwards. I know there are a lot, but he doesn't bring that much else to the team. Unlike a Fabinho, creating, defending. Attacking, he's always looking for a good pass. Yeah, and and to be honest, I'd I'd probably much prefer to start uh, a Wijnaldum ahead of uh, a Henderson, just because of the the creativity. As he can score goals, he can defend much better than Henderson. He's much more agile, and yeah, I think it's not going to be that much of a a disappointment to just have him out for about three weeks. But yeah, I think I, they definitely need to go uh, attacking Atleti in their next match in the Champions League, which he will probably miss. Um, and if you're going to go attacking, you don't start Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Start an attacking midfielder such as Naby Keita or Oxley Chamberlain. So I don't think he'll be missed that much. Joe, what do you think about um, Son? Could you see this be damaging for Tottenham because they've got Kane and Son out now? Uh, could you yeah, see this damaging the top four hopes of getting Champions League? Yeah, with uh, Kane out already and then Son ruled out for well, probably the rest of the season as he's broken his arm, I think it could be really damaging for Tottenham. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe they could cling on to their Champions League spot, but I can't see it with both Kane and Son. That's like that's like half that's of the huge. more than half of the firepower out, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's a huge dent in their attacking play, and uh, I think that can be really risky for them in this next few weeks. Now we're going to go on to a bit of a different thing. I'm going to get Joe and Alex to guess who this person is. So. I've won 98 caps for my country, scoring twice. I've played in the 2002, 2006, 2010 World Cup finals. I've managed in India, Italy and China. I've played for Barcelona, AC Milan and Juventus. Who am I? Um, you two know? <laughs> this is quite a hard one, to be fair. I didn't get it at first. Silence as the thinking goes on. Uh, I don't want you to research it on your phones because it's a different podcast this week, but I know you're going to be researching. Yeah, I'm not. Alright, okay. uh, Joe's, playing, Joe's s- playing fair. What you said again. Uh, so, I've won 98 caps for my country, scoring twice. I played in the 2002, 2006, 2010 World Cup finals. I've managed in India, Italy, and China. And I've played for Barca, Lo- Barca, AC Milan, and Juventus. Have you technically left out the country that you played for? Maybe. Ooh. Um. Can I have 
two guesses because I've got two people in my mind. Right, okay. Joe, have, have you got no one that you can think of? I have no one. Right, okay, Alex. Who are you thinking? So, two people I'm thinking of is Frank DeBoer. Yeah. Yeah. And Zabrotta. Zabrotta, whatever his name is. Ooh, you've got one right. We can't really be both of them. What? Uh, from the noise you made, I think it was DeBoer. I think it's as well. I can officially say it's Zambrotta. Oh my god. <laughs> You've been done there, haven't you? You thought it was DeBoer. Did he not? Did he not play for. I'm sure it's Zambrotta. Oh, yeah. I might get this wrong, I don't know. I think it's Zambrotta, isn't it? <laughs> right, did you like that? Anyway. Yeah, yeah very it was a fun game. Right, okay. If you want to hear more of that in the couple next couple of weeks make sure you like and comment down below um, and just say who am i hashtag or hashtag who am i all right that's it for this segment of the episode right now i'm going to ask you who should win the 2019-20 player of the year in the premier league so de bruyne henderson van dijk Mane, and salah are all up for candidates if you could pick one other who would you pick alex uh, I- yeah, you can go. Oh, Joe. Personally, I'd pick Aguero. I just think he's been in a very good form. Uh, he hasn't got as much goals and as uh, we'd have hoped for from a player of his calibre. I mean, he is but, the second joint highest top scorer behind Vardy. Yeah, well, last. Well, how many did he get last season, though? He got um, 21. So he's got a bit more goals to get there just yet. Yeah, so we've got a few more, and it's not like the end of the season yet. But, um, yeah, I, I think he should be up there because he's um second highest scorer. He's a really, well, he's a massive chunk of City's squad. And uh, I think he's um, a really good well, creator of chances. What about you, Alex? I'd probably go uh, left City striker Jamie Vardy. Oh, good um, choice. He, he's just been overall over the last five years. He just scored loads and loads of goals, and especially this season. Uh, he's only played 24 games. Uh, he's been out injured quite a bit. Um, but he's played 24 games and scored 17 goals, which is absolutely incredible in the Premier League. Um and he's also very all-round scoring him. Seven with his left foot, seven with his right foot, and three headers as well. So, very, very good season for him. And I, I, I'd, if he was on the shortlist, I'd, I'd probably see him winning it, to be honest. I'm not sure if this is going to be controversial or not, but I think to win this award should be Trent Alexander-Arnold. Because he's... I would say he's... I wouldn't say he's a big game player... He is a still big game player, but overall he's just a really good player. I mean, some of the stats that he's pulling out at the moment are incredible. I mean, 81 appearances and 65 wins. Only five losses and four goals. And this is his highest... This is his highest goal-scoring season, making 26 appearances and two goals. And he's not finished yet. And he's, I think he's doing great at the moment. Best right-back in the world for me at the moment. Would you not say? Probably, yeah, he's a massive... He is, well, all of Liverpool's defence at the moment. He's absolutely phenomenal. Well, obviously not all of it, but he is a... He's a vice part of the team, and he, he works so hard for Liverpool. Ten assists any, as well. Top. Yeah, any team in the world would be... He'd fit in well. Ten assists. With his assists as well, yeah. Second to the top, only behind De Bruyne, who's got 16. But, yeah, I would go with Trent. What do you think about that, Alex? Coming from the uh, other yeah, side of the Merseyside. He's a very, very quality player, even at such a young age. Is he still 19? Yeah, what? I think so. What did uh, you say, sorry? The youngest in the team? He's still 19. Uh, I think so. Or he's 20, I'm not sure. But, yeah, yeah. He, so, some of the balls he makes at, at such a young age, he's just such an intelligent footballer and... In the future, I think he's going to be one of the best players in the world. I think it could see 
I know Virgil van Dijk nearly came close to the Ballon d'Or, um, but I think um, after Messi and Ronaldo retire, I think it's going to see a new age of defenders winning the Ballon d'Or, and I think he could be one of them. Now it's time for the main event of the evening, and it's not Tyson Fury versus uh, Wilder 2. That's tomorrow. Um, oh, uh, It's Manchester City, and they have been banned from Europe for two seasons, or the next two seasons, not included in this season. Um, and they've also had a £30 million fine. What fine, sorry. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think it was it was just a matter of time before one of the, the big clubs uh, were done, like, that much um, I think PSG have got off lightly a few times spending so much money and I think this happening to such a big club uh, will really um, make a difference to all of the, the other teams that are close to reaching FFP so what probably about, a good thing What about you Joe? Yeah <clears throat> I think um, City have been overspending massively and I, I don't think I don't think I should be an example to other teams in the Premiership even though they do have the money to do that um, yeah yeah I think it's probably a good team a good thing that they've been pulled up on it um, it is a bit tough that they've been banned for is it five years two years two, two years from the um, from the start of next season yeah from Champions League but um, yeah, they've got to set an example. Now, City's chief executive has come out and said about... Um, so, he said that it's not true that the, about the allegations and a resolution is going to be sorted before the summer. Do you reckon they're going to get that? Because apparently City are going to the courts about this. No, I don't think they'll get that. No, you don't I think... think uh, Alex? I've seen this thing if... If they do get it um, overturned or something like that, they might lose some of their past Premier Leagues or something. I'm not sure really oh, how it works. Oh, that could be vital. Yeah. For them. So, if they lose them, that's yeah. awful for them. And the Premier League history. Yeah, yeah I, th- I saw this thing. It'll also um, wipe away Gerard's slip as well because it was the season that that happened. So, so would it, it go to big. all the second teams in the Premier League? Yeah, and 2014-15, oh, that, that was Liverpool. Oh, that means we win one yeah. as well. United. Ooh. Oh, that could, I, I, do you reckon that'll happen? I don't think UEFA or the FA would go mean, that seriously. It's if they're filing an appeal, and if they lose that appeal, I think something like that's going to happen. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't I'm know not sure that. how it works at all. That's vital. I heard something about City could be going down to League 2. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of memes about how Phil Foden coming on at the 88th minute in a 200 nil win against Forest Green Rovers. So. <laughs> um, also, Pep Guardiola and Sterling have came after, came out after the ban and said that they're going to stay no matter what happens. Uh, Pep said, even if they put us in League 2, I'll still be here. And Sterling, there's been links with him to Real Madrid, and he said Real Madrid is a fantastic club, but I keep saying that I'm happy at City. What do you think about them? To Credit to them staying loyal to the club, but what do you reckon about the De Bruyne's on all of them? Because in the next two seasons, they're going to be older, like De Bruyne and Aguero. What do you think? Do you reckon they'll leave? If they get yeah. relegated, they're definitely going to leave, because I don't think they want to spend their final few seasons working their way up back to the Premiership. Yeah, if they're in League 2, or even if they're not in League 2, then it's still pretty down for them, because they won't be getting the world-class players coming in, will they? Because they want no, to play Champions if, League. Even if they're not in, in the Champions League, I think they'll they'll still leave, because the final two or three seasons of their career, they're in peak fitness, peak everything, so I think they'll definitely want to move to a bigger club and have a chance at winning the Champions League, which has evaded them for so many seasons. Do you think that um, 30 million euros, I think it is, is enough. I don't think it's enough, personally. I know two years is a lot, but 30 million, that's like 10 pounds to City. Yeah, 30 million for a team that spent 50 million on most of their players in the first team squad won't will affect City at all. Yeah, my question is, though, how have PSG got away with this? Because they've spent more than City, I'm pretty sure. Just with Mbappe and Neymar by themselves. 
I have I have no clue. I think it's something like UEFA's French, and they don't want to. Uh, they they want French football to thrive, and I don't think without PSG they will. So well, that's cheating. I think isn't it's something it? to do with that. Yeah, that's why everyone else is making complaints about it. Yeah, if they don't do anything about that, UEFA are going to be in a serious. Like what went over in FIFA, they could be in the same situation if this happens. Do you not think? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, what do you think about Pep and him staying? Because I, I would, I'm quite surprised that he said that because I thought he would go to Juventus or somewhere like that at the end of the season. But do you not think the same? Or what do you think? Um, uh, yeah, you can speak. No. Um, I think if if they did go down to League Two, it, it, even though he said he'll probably stay, I don't think he will. Um, he won't be earning the money. He won't be getting the recognition. And yeah, even though he said that, I, I doubt it all. Do you reckon he's just doing that I for the supporters' safety of them, him, them yeah, thinking that he's going to go at the end of the season, just to keep uh, them at the club as well as him. I think if Juventus do come knocking and he's uh, in in a rough patch with City, I think it's more than likely to leave. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I can't see him staying at City if um, something massive happens. Um, I think he's just said that to keep the supporters on his side for the rest of the season because they do need that support. Um, anyone that they can get into the stadium at the moment is a massive help. Um, I can't see him staying if they're not in the Champions League or in the Premiership. Because it's just, it won't be, there'll be less in it for him, there'll be less glory, and um, names at the club as well. That's it for this episode, I hope you enjoyed, I'm not sure if you picked up on some of it, it has been on our phone, but I think we've done quite well for it, um, because it is half term at school at the moment, but we are trying our best to get this content out to you. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, and go and check out our Instagram. Have you got anything to say, boys? Uh, just drop us a comment. Alex? Yeah, make sure to put um, some guest the players down in our Instagram comments and stuff, if you have time. So yeah, make sure you like and follow it as well. Right, um, thank you for listening. That's a bye from me. And me. And me. Fury. Do it this weekend. Knock Deontay out for us. Thanks.